0: Mike it is by Michael. Yes, Proverbs chapter number four. <laughs> we get to talk about one of my favorite topics of all time, technology, man. It's great when you're the Sunday school teacher and you just pick your own subject and you can just make whatever your favorite subject is, just teach on it. No, I'm just kidding. I figured with all the now that we're starting to, and I think it's a good thing, so I'm just letting you know, in this whole series, I am not knocking technology at all, and hopefully if I did, I would be hypocritical. So, I'm not knocking it at all, but I want us to look at it and see we, pretty much everybody here has some type of gadget. If you don't have a gadget, you have uh, something at home that's probably a gadget. You have a game system, you have something. So, we need to talk about how to do those things, how to navigate through this thing, all to the glory of God. So, let's go ahead and just jump into it with starting out with this. When you think of the word technology, what do you think? But well, let me add one more thing. What technology do you think that you have today that your parents didn't have? So what is technology? Go ahead, Andrew. I read that definition. Exactly. And you know what? That's exactly what I thought. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to read that. So... <laughs> Yes, technology is pulling out your iPad to look up technology. Just give me everyday life. Just tell me when you think, you don't have to give me the definition. Just tell me what is technology. Go ahead, Brittany. Your cell phone. Yes. Thank you, Brittany. Go ahead, Brandon. Anything that's Android. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You can just write down the things. You don't have to write down the definition. That is, I only define Bible words, not random. What's called words? But we'll leave that to Andrew because, hey, good job. When I ask what is technology, that is a literal man right there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Stuff you can get the Internet on. Stuff you can get the Internet on. Go ahead, Brooke. Breath is technology. I've just been technologically advanced. Go ahead, Adam. (laughs) Anything electronic. it would be it could be no, not it, to your mean <laughs> <groups>. <laughs> there yes there are a lot of things outside of it's okay we didn't mean to start a, a war here this is technology <laughs> we're not trying to start a battle or war we're just trying to find out we're just trying to fill in a couple of blanks of when you think about technology what do you think it is so a computer yes thank you An Xbox. The game system would be an iPad. Yes. One of my favorite forms of technology. Go ahead, Taylor. Oh, we. Yes. 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 You can go ahead and write down there because you can go ahead and write down there Facebook is considered a technology. A what? A microphone? Yes. We are definitely not advanced in our microphone technology, but one day we'll have one of those that come down from here in youth group. Yes. Uh, did somebody put MySpace? Did somebody say MySpace is technology? That is anti-technology. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. <laughs> this, Twitter. Twitter would be a technology. All right, give me two or three more. Facebook, what'd you say? The Nook, yes. MySpace. Google, email, yes. Go ahead, Brandon. What'd you say? A DSI. <laughs> 3D, DSI, (laughs) all right, oh wait, wait, my daughter has one and I'm going to ask my daughter and she'll close the, TV, yes, she has TV, so yes, so all these things are technology, an Atari, (laughs) an Atari. A long time ago. Technology. All right. So hopefully you're in Proverbs chapter number four. Hopefully you're in Proverbs four, because we're going to read through the first couple of verses. And this is going to be our springboard as we talk about tech, because honestly, Facebook computers, none of those are mentioned in the Bible. But we have to take biblical principles and figure out how we're supposed to use them in this day and age. So chapter four, verse twenty to 27. It's a pretty uh, popular passage of scripture, but I think it's where we should start off today. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips, but far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. We're going to pray. And then for the next four weeks, this one and the next three, we're going to go through the whole month of January. And I have four topics that we're going to talk about regarding you guys, myself, and technology. Now, I've prayed and asked the Lord. Whatever in my life needs to change, I'm willing to change it. So if I use my iPad too much, I want the Lord to show me through this study. And I want to make sure I change all my technology to make sure I'm bringing honor and glory to God. So I want to ask you guys to do the same thing. So we're just going to take a second and pray. I'm going to lead in prayer. and we're going to jump into it. Let's pray. Father God, we do ask for your help this morning. God, we go through a lot of subjects, Lord, that are, I know, touchy. Lord, When I hear people talk about them. And, Lord, sometimes, Lord, we don't like, Lord, when we have a certain way we think things should be done, Lord, to be changed. But, Lord, I ask you to help us, Lord, to be willing to listen to your Holy Spirit. And, Lord, listen to your word and allow you to change us, Lord, to make us more like you. We need your help badly. So, Lord, we ask that you would just do a work in our lives. Thank you for all in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's fill in some blanks. This morning we're just going to look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 23. And we're going to talk about defending your heart. Before we even deal with the technology itself, I think we have to come to this part right here, defending your heart. Keep the heart with all diligence. The word keep means to guard, to defend. To guard, defend. The word diligence means persistent exertion of body or mind. Persistent exertion of body or mind. Issue is the source. (laughs) issue is a source. Diligence is persistent exertion of body or mind. So this is what I'm supposed to do. I am supposed to guard, defend my heart persistently. This is just the same word here as used for a watchman that watches a city. And if your job is a watchman, if you let people come into the city and you're not paying attention and the enemy comes in, your head rolls. This is what happens, what God's saying in Proverbs chapter 4. Keep your heart as a watchman. You watch out for everything that comes into your life. This is important. Because we're going to talk about it in just a little bit. But this is what we do not do. And this is why technology sometimes can be the death of us. This is why parents would be against sometimes kinds of the technology. Why? Because we are not actively guarding our hearts as we should so and it says like lastly for out of it are the issues of life it is the source if you know any major by the if you know from geography class or whatever a major body of water and all the little inlets and outlets that come out of it you know the dead sea doesn't really have anything go out it just receives and so that's why it's so salty and that's why you can float on it and all those good things but the bible says the heart is the source of everything that goes out of my life. So picture my heart and the streams that come out of it are the words that I say, the actions that I do, the things that I allow. My heart holds all those things. So if my heart is poisoned, everything that comes out is going to be poisoned. If my heart is not pure, everything that comes out of my heart It's not going to be pure. So we look at it. Let's go on. Two things that we have to acknowledge about defending our hearts. These are two things that we have to go ahead and just get real about and be real with our own selves. Two things. Number one, the value of a pure heart. The value of a pure heart. The heart is the source of everything in my life. The value of a pure heart, the heart is the source of everything in my life. A good man, Luke 6, 45 says this, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Number, just the second thing there, it is imperative for me to keep my heart pure. The heart is the source of everything in my life, too, is imperative For me to keep my heart pure. In our lives. Most of the time. We are not. We do not understand the value these days. Of having a pure heart. We believe that if our heart. Is good enough. That if I don't do a lot of bad things. If I'm not that a bad young person so to speak. Then I'm okay. Okay. See, the Bible says you've got to keep, you've got to watch, you've got to guard your heart because of everything you do comes out of there. A a good heart, a pure heart, is a valuable thing. Uh, I got stuck on Skip there. It's a valuable thing. A lot of times what we're willing to do is we're willing to take things that are cheap and trade them for value in the long run. Let me give you an illustration. This morning when I walked into the office, Tori was looking for my daughter, <clears throat> Pastor Fergus's daughter. <clears throat> and she was looking for my daughter because she had a penny to give to my daughter. I hope that she didn't give it yet and I didn't ruin the surprise. That she had a penny that she wanted to give my daughter. And so when she when she came in the office, she, was, she asked me, is child in here? And we were joking because I know... That my daughter, I could give her right now the option of a $100 bill and a penny, and my daughter would take the penny. She would say, if I take the penny, I can go to Meyer and ride Sandy. She doesn't understand that if she takes the $100 bill, she can go ride Sandy hundreds of times. She just knows that, hey, this penny equals Sandy ride. This paper equals I don't care. So, and that's, that's the way it is in life. If we are not careful, here is where we live our lives. See, I'm willing to give up a pure heart. I'm willing to give up your heart for temporary pleasure. See, I'm willing to let things in my life through the influence of technology. I'm willing to trade real life, our hundred dollars bills, so to speak. For temporary gain. So you know what? I'm willing to turn on the television. And watch something temporarily. That's bad for my life. But I'm willing to do that. Instead of trading it for a pure heart. See we don't have. We don't understand the value of what purity is. A pure heart. Once we think of purity. Sometimes we think of sexual things. Purity is just me keeping my heart clean from anything that is wrong. So we look at technology. Technology has so many great uses, but we also know it has so many dangerous uses. Right now you can go from a church and anywhere in the world that uploads their sermons or whatever. You can click on the internet and you can get, it's an awesome thing. Most of you right now, like I've said before, holding your hands if you have your iPad, your iPod or whatever, your phone, you have a Bible on there that has way more Bible information than John Wycliffe, John Bunyan and all the great old time people way from way back in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds had you holding your hand. Some of you even have if you walked in Pastor Saunders office when it was filled with books, some of you have devices that can hold more information than all those books on the shelves. It can be a great thing. See technology also holds every wicked thing the devil wants to do in your life. Not only is it great, but it is terrible at the same time. Hey, a game system me and my Aaron's family came over Aaron's family from Grand Rapids came over and some and her grandparents from down from Houghton Lake and me and some of the guys went downstairs and we played the PS3 for a while. You know what? The PlayStation is an awesome thing. It can be a good thing, but it also can be, out of it can come all kinds of evil. So when we look at technology, the first thing that we have to come into to acknowledge is this. My pure heart has value. Because today, for some reason, we believe that, we, we, that purity doesn't matter that much in our minds, in our hearts. And when I just, as I say, when I say purity, I mean keeping everything that I can that is wrong out of my life. It's not important because we believe that hey, if I listen to, give you an instance, the music service Spotify, it's an awesome thing that I, you can listen to any. All I have to do is pay eight dollars a month, and I can listen to all these these songs, and I do not have to download them. I don't have to do anything. I just flip my phone open and do it. But it also comes with so many more negatives that now I am exposed to a lot of things I would not be exposed to. See, the natural, the culture would say, well, that's that's fine because you've got to experiment with those things. You have to understand what you like and what you don't like, what's wrong with some things and what's wrong with uh, what's not wrong with other things. But this is how we have to know when you look at any form of technology. Look at it like this. My pure heart has value. So for the young person that says, we were joking because Pastor Ferguson got a new computer. I went and bought Pastor Ferguson's new computer. It has a gargantuan monitor on his desk. <laughs> brain is nodding because he's seen it. Gargantuan monitor on his desk. His, his computer has Beats audio in it. And it has that nice little Dr. Dre B on his keyboard. Now, when Pastor Ferguson looks at that computer, I'm pretty sure, I haven't asked him, but I'm pretty sure Pastor Ferguson has no idea what that B means. You know what? He doesn't care. But you know what? When I roll that and I set that computer in his office, that excites me that my pastor doesn't know who Dr. Dre is because he doesn't need to. But see, in our lives, somehow we say, what? You don't know who Dr. Dre is? What, you don't know who so-and-so is? Because, see, we haven't learned that not knowing about sin, not knowing about wrong, we think it is a bad thing. Huh, what, you've never watched that? You mean you've never done that? And we looked at that as, hey, <laughs> what in the world are you doing in your life that you're missing out on all these things and everything? In our lives, we have to come through, whether I pick up my cell phone, whether I'm on my computer, whether I'm on Facebook, Twitter, I'm on Google+, I'm on whatever, that, hey, my pure heart has value. And the more I can keep that is wrong off from my heart, the more I can be used of God. So, number one, first thing we have to acknowledge when we look at any technology... Is a pure heart has value. Number two. The villains that desire to destroy your heart. The villains, yes. You never heard the devil referred to as a villain, I bet. But (laughs) the villains that desire to destroy your heart. I must acknowledge that there are literal enemies willing to use whatever necessary to destroy my life. I must say that there are literal enemies willing to use whatever necessary to destroy my life. A, I think you know these, but we're going to write them down anyway. The world. B, the flesh. And C, the devil. The world, the flesh, and the devil. And when we say the flesh, the flesh is usually two ways in the Bible— we're going to talk about it as my natural sinful state, my natural sinful desires, the things that I desire to do naturally. Sometimes we blame the devil for a lot of things, and it's not the devil's fault. It's just simply we listen to our flesh. Our flesh wanted to do something, and we went with our sinful nature. So the world, the flesh, and the devil. Can somebody get 1 John 2, 15 through 17? Adam, if you'll get that for me. Will somebody get Galatians 6, 7 through 8? Uh-huh, landed. And then somebody get Ephesians 6, 11 through 12? Cody. I'll let Cody get it. It's okay. Not that I wouldn't love to see you read it from your iPad, but many sorry, with a registered trademark R at the top. So the world, the flesh, and the devil. So this is what it is. I'm think not that there are literal enemies willing to use whatever necessary to destroy my life. If you read, I believe it is Virgil's Aeneid, not the the Odyssey. I have not read the whole thing, but I'm going to sound educated when I say this. When he talks about the taking of Troy. I believe it was the Greeks that were trying to get into Troy and they were trying, they've been trying forever to get into Troy and they could not get into Troy. But instead what they did, what they used, the Trojan horse, the soldiers got inside, they rolled the horse up. The Greeks thought, Oh wow. A gift from the enemy. Aren't they sweet? And they opened the gates in, roll the Trojan horse in And that night, by nightfall, the soldiers get out. They open the gate. All the Greek soldiers come in and they take Troy. This is what happens. In your life, there are literal enemies. The devil wants nothing good for your life. Mark it down. Your flesh will never take you to do anything spiritual. The world, as glittery and glamorous as it looks, does not want the best for you. And see this is what you have to look at. Number one, you have to look at it and say, you know what? My pure heart has value, but the second thing you have to look at is there are actual villains in this world desire to destroy me. And I have to defend my heart. Go ahead. Still my read um first John two fifteen through seventeen. Exactly. First John two. Can somebody read Galatians six seven and eight? And then, Cody, if you'll read Ephesians six eleven through twelve. So, the first one, a First John two says, "Hey, everything that's of the world is not of God. It's not of the Father, the flesh. If you sow to your flesh, you will reap what you sow. So, if your flesh you sow to your flesh, you will reap corruption in your life." Biblical principle. Let her see the devil is as fiery darts trying to shoot you to take you out. Now, here's where it all is. This is where we're gonna we're gonna be done in just two seconds. So just tune in for me, for give me three, four minutes, and we'll be out of here. And this whole thing of technology, I told you there's two things, and I'm going to keep repeating them because I need you to know these. Your pure heart has value. So no matter what someone says it's that someone makes fun of you because you don't know, because you're not involved, it does not matter because a pure heart has value. don't trade your hundred dollars for a penny for one-time use your pure heart has value the second thing is you have actual villains in your life that desire to destroy you and this is how they get into most teenagers life right here this is why we're going to use this to push us into the rest of this study technology is a trojan horse the world the flesh and the devil used to get into our lives Because you know what? There are a lot of ways probably to get into a teenager's life. But there's a, you know how easy it is to do it through a computer. The devil, just like I said, has all the good things online. Hey mom, dad, I need to research something. Wonderful place to go do it. Sit at your computer. But we all know That all the evil of the world is also there. And if I I do not have a priority to say, you know what, I desire to keep my heart pure, I can get there, and the devil can use that Trojan horse of a computer, and he can roll it right into my heart and say, hey, all you want to do is some research. Boom, here's something you shouldn't know. Here's something you don't need to look at, and he has you. He can do it through your iPad. He can do it through your phone. He can do it through Facebook. He can take these things that are not bad in themselves. And he can roll them into your life. And then he says, hey, guys, hop out. Open the gates of their heart because we've got them. Hey, they won't put their phone down. I know that if there's one way I can get in their heart, they will not put their phone down. I can use that to get myself in there have a a lock in on their hearts. Can I tell you this? And I want you to look look at it this week. I want you to just look for it. The devil is going to use every means he can to get in your life. So I want you to watch for it. Every text message you get this week. I want you to run through the filter of my pure heart has value. And I want to make sure. That I'm not letting the devil get a Trojan horse in my life. Every hour you spend. Playing a video game. I want you to think. My pure heart has value. I don't want this to be the Trojan horse. The devil uses in my eye. Whenever I pick up any internet connected device. I have to think. My pure heart has value. Is this a Trojan horse. The devil's trying to allow to get into my life. To destroy me. And if it is. You've got to shut the door to your heart. This, the Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence. It means it takes persistence. I told my wife we were come back from North Carolina. One of the things I learned from my mom and dad is no matter how old I get, there is never going to be an age where I'm going to look at it and say, you know what? Whew, I'm done with temptation." I wish there was an age where it's like you got to be 50. And it's like, you know what? And once I get 50, I don't have to worry about wrong thoughts. I don't have to worry about wrong friends. I don't have to worry about this and that. I wish there was, but there is not. And for for you to keep your valuable possession of a pure heart, you're going to have to be persistent. It means every single day this week, you're going to have to wake up and think, you know what? My pure heart has value. And the devil's going to try and run a roll a Trojan horse in any way he can. And you know what? I don't want that Trojan horse to be this. I don't want my Trojan horse to be this in my own life. I want to make sure that I'm watching., uh, you know what? This is head down a spot I didn't want to go. I know I turned my computer on just to do a little research, but you know what? Where I'm headed, where these clicks are leading me to. I'm going to lose this possession of a pure heart and I'm going to stop right where I'm at. See, the friends that I'm communicating with, the pictures that I, excuse me, the pictures that I'm sending. Hey, that's not, it's not going to keep my possession of a value, a pure heart. So I'm going to stop because the devil's rolling his Trojan horse into my life. And I have to turn around and say, not today and roll it back out and shut the gates of my heart. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it, out of that source, is everything you do in life. So if the devil can get to that source, he doesn't need anything else. He can control your actions. He can control your thoughts. He can control your, the things that you say. Keep it with all diligence. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And God, we do thank you so much for your word, Lord, the simplicity of your word. And God, I ask you to help us. Lord, as we look at technology, Lord, I pray that you'd help me. Lord, to earn burden and my life. To view technology, Lord, and all the advances that we have, Lord, in a way that I bring you all honor and glory. But Lord, I pray that for everyone in our youth group too. God, I ask you to help us to change where we need to change. God, fix us. Lord, make us do more like you. Help us not to buy into the world's culture. Lord, I know I do it. Lord, we all do it. But Lord, to be delighting your ourselves and your word so that we, Lord, we learn what you're supposed to do, we're supposed to do in our lives. We love you once again, and we ask that you be our service be with Pastor Ferguson He preaches. With every aspect of the service, we'll thank for it all. In Jesus' name, amen.